tonight. Arsenal go down to Chelsea in true Arsenal fashion. After nearly performing CPR on the game, they lose the patient. While Mesut Ozil does his best impersonation of the Invisible Man, and Granite Xhaka looks like a less athletic John Candy. All this and more tonight in this, another Ask Brothers Redcast. Welcome to this, the second episode of the Ask Brothers Rantcast. My name is Max, and joining me, as always, my partner in crime, my brother from the same mother, Tobes, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, buddy. How are you? Oh, mate, I've been uh, feeling it from our antics on Saturday night. I tell you what, I'm still not quite there. Oh, fuck me. That was that was proof that... Did you say proosh? Proof. But I'm now, I've entered into the soft cock territory. I've entered into, what is it, the third or fourth phase of the survey when you have to fill out your age category. I'm no longer in the, in the younger bracket. You're in the feeling pain. There is yeah, so much I'm pain in, like, in your life I'm bracket. In like, I'm just about to enter into the 35 to 50 category of a, of a population survey. That's fucked up. And mate. it's fucking proving it, that's for sure. That what, is when, fucked up. I have not been well. Wednesday before my brain is even coming back from being damaged like that. Well, Toby, these are the joys. These are the joys. And then we get to sit down tonight a day late because we didn't have the brain power to get it done yesterday. But today we're going to fight through and we're going to get it done. We did not. But uh, I'm, I'm back today where it's actually possible for me to have a glass of wine again. So Fantastic. What are you sipping on tonight, mate? Uh, Adelaide Hills Pinot Noir. Beautiful. It's actually dry as fuck, just how I like it. Mm. Mm. I'm sipping on a Furian Sun IPA, one of the many free samples that I get as the perks of owning a bar is the free booze because there are no other perks in owning a bar. There is no wealth, no free time, (laughs) and as a married man, there are no women. So, (laughs) (laughs) only only pain. Only pain in your life. Do you know what I found out this week, Toby? What? That there are standers and sitters. 50% of the community stand to wipe their ass, and 50% of the community sit to wipe no their ass. And neither of the other half believe that the other half exists. Yeah, false. They don't exist. It exists, Toby. I did a check in the bar. I asked half the people at my bar, and half the people are fucking standers. Why would you stand? Is Why would you stand they, to wipe is your that ass? Because they, is that because they wipe backwards? And they is cannot believe that we sit. How could you put your hand into a dirty toilet? Why would you sit when you could stand? Some even face the toilet. So turn their body. What? So you can get up and little dribbles of wee can go on the seat. And shit. And then you stand up and your asshole clenches... Your shit. But it is a thing. It is something that I learned this week and I found it to be uh, relatively interesting. And people who I did not think would be standers were standers. People who I was like, I didn't think that you'd be a stander. And then I I came and I YouTubed it to see if it was actually a thing. And there are literally millions of videos of people not believing that the other half exists. That's fucked up. Standers and sitters, how the other half live. I just lift there up my balls a, and go for it, man. Like that way, I maybe it's because we're not fat, we're not overweight. Maybe it's a weight issue. Maybe, maybe. for those people who are like yeah. quite fat or quite large, they can't reach in around, and around around their, gut. around their fat fucking gut. 
to be able to wipe their ass, so they've got to stand. Turns. What what is the dude equivalent of a gunt? Oh, a gunt, a munt, a man gunt. <laughs> anyway, so you can't get your hand around your gut. That's what I think. But standers and sitters, standers and sitters, look it up. It's a thing. Standers and sitters, how the other half live. Mm. Well, like always. You've sparked an interest and brought me down to your I level. I have. That's what somehow. I do. I'm, and I, I try and do this every week. So, you know, we'll, uh, the things I hear over the bar, the conversations that get had when you spend your life on the other side of the stick, mate, you hear some interesting shit. Um, so, c- can I just ask, are we, are we deliberately avoiding the football because, A, we didn't watch it, or number two... We were so fucked up, we couldn't absorb any of the football. I actually waited until Tuesday to watch the game. Or C, we're just a bit miserable because we've lost two games. No, I'm not miserable. I'm not miserable at all. I'm I'm actually um, from a. I mean, to answer the first question, I didn't attempt to watch the game early in the weekend because I was fucking retarded and my brain wasn't back in my head yet until about Tuesday. I actually waited until quite late in the week to watch the game, so I could take it in. Um, I will admit I found out the result. And I think I was saying to you recently, I actually find sometimes knowing the result before I watch the game, I, I, I watch the game a bit less emotionally. I, I don't feel yeah. that I'm really sort of on the edge of my seat because I know what the score is. Generally, I kind of know when the goals were scored because once I find out the score, I generally open up the Arsenal app and just read everything about it anyway. Um, but I actually watch the game yeah. on... on uh, what was it, Tuesday, Monday Monday night or, or Tuesday during the day. And, um, mate, I really wasn't that upset about it. It reeked of two teams who had no real idea how their new managers wanted them to play, mm. who didn't know what the triggers were for their press. And, I mean, from a, a yep. neutral's perspective, fuck. It would have been cracking. Good times, cracking mate. Good times. Um, you know, what did you sort of make overall of the game your overall kind of synopsis of the game at the end of it how did you feel because I, like I said I wasn't that bad I, I thought we were competitive we could have been up 4-1 at half time uh, there were some huge flaws but overall I, I sort of watched yeah. the game and was like oh well you know numb from two well look apart from the fact that um, that at one stage I had to watch it with one eye because my head hurt so much um but look, I guess I'm, I'm trying to be pretty positive about it. I mean, none of us really predicted that we were going to get much out of the first two games, you know, home against the, the best team in the land and potentially Europe at the moment. So we have come up and against last year's champions and the champions from the year prior. And regardless of what happens with managers, teams do not fall that far from grace over a two-year period. And when you look at that mm. Chelsea team, I think there's still elements of that Chelsea team that you can see how they were a champion team, how they got to where they were. Hmm. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking that they were, especially with all the shit with Abramovich and not doing the stadium and all the shit going on and the manager signing so late, I, I thought we would have had a better chance against them. Um, but look, overall, you know, we dragged it back to two all. We had the opportunities to go four or five two up. Um, you know, maybe we took our foot off the gas a little bit second half and played for a draw. I don't know. Or they just dominated the 
the possession, one of those two things. Um, you know, so we were there or thereabouts. I wouldn't have been surprised if we'd won it. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a three all. Um, and I certainly wasn't surprised, um, you know, when Hazard was the bloody difference between the two teams when he came on. Yeah, we'll, uh, we, we will get into the, the Hazard yeah. impact a bit later, I think. So definitely a work in progress. I mean, and that's the way, that's the way that we're looking at it right now. Yeah, and overall we can't get too disheartened. If you look at if you look at that fixture list and the easy run now, like literally five or six games where every single one of those, if we get over our away day bogey from last year, which I think we will under this manager. We have to. You can't be we will not be the worst team away from home in all four leagues no, ever again. No, that so will never happen. Look, seriously, the next five or six games, you know, I don't want to be, you know, some fairy happy land you know optimistic but you know we could win all of those and then all of a sudden you know happy days so west ham home newcastle away watford home cardiff city away everton home fulham away Mm. very conceivably a good run of games there i would say you know you would argue that we would be disappointed if we didn't take from six games if we didn't take Three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen, fourteen points from six games. So four wins, two draws from there. I, I think that we basically can't lose. We've lost two in a row. Mm. For the mm. sake of, I mean, I know we're going to give Emery as much time as possible. I know the team will give him a lot of time, and the Arsenal fan base looks to be being patient with him because we we have to be because majority of the fan base jumped up and down and screamed finger out blood. So they're <laughs> all going to look like fucking idiots if they start jumping on the Emery out. I've forgotten who it was. One of the pundits was really getting into him. Someone who I thought, I didn't think you were that much of a cockhead. It might have been what? Paul Merson. Well, not Keown or someone. Uh, Keown got into him last week, and I think it was Paul Merson this week was sort of getting into him, saying the style of football was shit. As, as much as I love Paul Merson for representing, you know, what I loved about Arsenal when I first started watching him, he is a gobshite. He's a, he's a renter fucking... Whatever I think what you're looking for is dial a quote, Toby. Yeah. Dial yeah. a quote. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, so anyway, he got stuck into him. And, you know, Gary mm. Neville, who I, I... I mean, I'm not a huge Gary Neville fan. But I think as a pundit, he's, he's, he's pretty decent. I think he came out and said, you know, if you thought any different, then you're, you're an idiot. I, I think I said it last week. If you thought anything different was going to happen against City... Mm. You're either one of the most beautiful, wonderful soul, light-hearted, <laughs> brilliant Arsenal fans of all time who thinks everything is going to be fantastic. You're Wenger in, definitely, you know. But most likely, you're a fucking moron. Mm. You know, you're you're a real idiot. So mm. let's get into the game. Let's get sure. into what we saw, uh, what we liked, kind of a few things that we didn't like. I've already touched on the idea that it really did look like two teams who were unsure of where they needed to be. For me, it was a, a battle of whose defence was shittest uh, mm. between Chelsea knocking balls in between the lines um, and Arsenal getting into those wide areas and cutting back where there just seemed to be no one and no cover for, for Chelsea at all. Mm. Uh, it really was... <laughs> either a really fun game of football to watch or from a, I guess, a purist perspective, it was pretty shit. No Torreira, no Ramsey. Uh, rotation or a tactic, Tobes? 
Well, the call was a calf strain, but I actually think that was a load of shite. I what, on Ramsey? Yes. If so, he's got a calf strain, he doesn't come on in the 60th minute, so that's bollocks. Yeah, so whether they're, they're managing it or that's what they, you know, that's what they said. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I was really happy to see Ozil in a 10, you know, and we'll get into it later, but, you know, we know that didn't work out so well, but I was very happy to see that. Mesut um, Ozil, more like Mesut Nerzil. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we've discussed how those two can't fit into the team. Um, you know, I might bring a third one into that a bit later on and discuss. Yeah, I was, I was just, I was well. just going to bring that in about this three guys in that team who I don't really understand how you get three guys in and they're all either on or chasing big pay. But we, we're, again, you know, we'll sort of get into that later on. Um, no Torreira, not ready yet? Well, that, that was my assumption. I mean, I was actually surprised to see Guendouzi starting if if i was surprised to see him starting i was more (laughs) especially lisa but especially bard (laughs) 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 um you were happy to see guendouzi in or you were surprised to see guendouzi in sorry you were saying i I was but i was even more surprised to see the pairing of guendouzi and granite xhaka so if I was if I was surprised to see Guendouzi, I would have expected him to be with Torreira as a pairing. I didn't expect to see them run run out again. I mean, how close is this to coming to the end of Granite Xhaka at Arsenal? I, well, I, I know it's early in the season, well, you can't and I know people are going to say you, you, he's not a horse. No, I'm not saying he's a horse, but I'm saying it doesn't really matter that he's had a contract extension. Right? Not really in this day this and This day and age, it doesn't matter. We, I, I think that's more and more common now to protect the asset so that you can on-sell. Although, if, if he's had a new contract and a pay rise, you can't ship him off to anywhere but the Premiership. Yeah, so. well, that's a massive problem as well, and you're, you're completely right. Look, um, that's two games in a row he's been torn off at halftime or just after halftime. Two games in a row where he has been basically completely ineffective. I made a joke at the top of the show saying, you know, is he a less athletic version of John Candy. His yellow card is it, it is the tackle of an aging pro who shouldn't be at that level anymore. Now, I get it that people say he's a bit of a bigger body and your bigger bodies take longer to come back from preseason. Uh, the preseason is all about putting massive load on the players to try and get them to their breaking points and maybe he's not there yet. But with sports science the way it is, surely they're looking at some of the the readings on these guys in training during the week and saying, okay, he's not there, he's not ready, are we trying to get legs in him? He just seems a bit cumbersome. That's what I mean by that challenge, being so cumbersome for a guy of his age. Athletically, I, I don't think the way the Premiership is played, he can do it. The only place he can play is a deep-lying playmaker. That's all he can do. Is this the issue? Almost Does like he not suit a two that badly? Would he be better in where he is completely unathletic, where he is sitting in front of the back four, but then my issue with him sitting in front of the back four is he doesn't like the ball in tight spaces. He doesn't like the ball in transition. And he's one-footed. And he's fucking yeah. one-footed. He's got the turning circle of a jumbo jet. He got caught on it a lot last year. He reminds me a lot of the issues that Giroud has as a player 
a lot of the limitations in terms of his movement. But he's playing playing at the base or as part of a two in midfield. And, you know, that seems to be where we can't get a grasp of a game at the moment. You know, we can't cover our defence adequately and we don't have the movement and the athleticism to either make space off the ball. Well, I tell you who does have the movement and the athleticism and it's now gone on for a few games too many for everyone to keep saying, oh, we're just sort of bigging him up. He's not as good as what we think. Buck and Sideshow Bob, mate. Total duels, 11. Passing accuracy, 94. Duels won, 82%. Total passes in the opposition half, 24. Recoveries, 8. Distance covered, 11.2 Ks, 4 interceptions, 1 block, and he's involved in the build-up play of both of the first two goals. Mm. Mm. And the one that Aubameyang missed. The kid is a fucking baller. And he is showing yeah, up, well, Xhaka. He's really showing uh, up, Xhaka. I think he's very much like, um, kind of like when Jackie came on board. There, there's no fear, you know. He hasn't had time for the fear to set in. He's just backing himself and playing on instinct. And, and the instinct is good enough, you know, and his body's certainly there, um, that he's showing up everyone else around him. And he's really showing up everyone around him. He's you know, showing up no everyone way, uh, around him for belief for for saying I belong here I belong at this level and that's my thing with Granite Xhaka mm. that I'm really struggling with for a guy who's obviously under pressure you you mm. expect guys of that level I think he's captain of the the Swiss national team you know for, yeah and he, and he was and he was captain of Munchen Gladbach as you know well, for a guy a like age. that to be that timid that quiet that non-existent it, I mean he didn't even play badly because he was barely there. It was really hard to sort of judge him on what he had done and he hadn't done. You're judging him saying he's had a shit day, a shit game, mm. based on the fact that you've not seen him. He's not been there. Well, and that's two games running. You just take him out of the firing line. <clears throat> can, can you just do that for I a, wonder for a if while. the reason why Emery selected him again was to do the complete opposite. To say, you were shit last week, go get on the ball. And I tell you what, I do not think he's going to play him in the third game. I think Torreira will start. I think it'll be Torreira and Genduzzi. Um, yep. I mean, what happens beyond that, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in the later part of the show. But I think definitely I think definitely Torreira and Genduzzi. And you know what? Torreira didn't cover himself in glory for Chelsea's last goal. He got caught high up in the line, got done. I don't think Torreira covered himself in glory for his second half performance at all. Yeah. You know, it, it, it look. Like he, it must be hard to be coming into a game. I, I always think you've got two types of players in the world. You've got players who build into games and come up to the pace of the game, and you've got players who are, are tactically built to be able to come into a game and affect a game. We don't know yet whether mm-hmm. Torreira is someone who really needs to be up to pace with the game and have been on his man and understood his man for a, you know a decent amount of time before he starts making those interceptions. You know, I used to have this. I used to have this theory about Theo Walcott that there was no point bringing him on in a game, because Theo needed four or five touches, and those four or five touches need to be good for him to be able to get into the game and go and play. And everyone used to say, "Oh, he's such a great option off the bench," but he wasn't because he needed time to warm in. And by the time Theo had warmed in, the game had gone past him. 
Mm. Smashing goal from Theo on the weekend, by the way. I love you, buddy. Come back. <laughs> I miss you. Yeah. Standard standard Theo performance. Standard Theo performance. Crack, cracking goal, assist, and Missed an open net. Fucks it yep. up. Yep. Yeah, but fuck, how's his hair? It's like, it's like Godfather, black, slicked back. I think he's got like white, white person hair for a dark skinned man. No, no, no. I think that's why he needs all the grease. Or do you think it's a fro and he's just like... I think it's got a natural <laughs> fuzz. Oh, good times. Uh, a wobi. Okay. And anyway, I, I had another couple of points before before we move okay. on. Well, bring so, them in. So, su- surprised to see Granduzzi. So, we mentioned that. Um, surprised not to see Lacazette after how he changed the game against City. But I thought that selection actually showed some balls and and a way that he wanted to play. I and felt like he, that was about I mean, getting Awobi into the team. Awobi had a great game against Chelsea last year. I think Awobi yep. and Welbeck were our best two players against Chelsea last year. You know. Well, so do I. And, and I think both of them kind of performed the same role. And I would be happy to see both of them on the left, moving forward. How and much I think of a fucking meat axe is a Wobi this season? Well, fucking a. I mean, that's what we need. I mean, our, our slight, slow um, players just get trampled. Just get trampled. You know, I, I know. I, I know. I've got a horn for fucking bagging him out. But Mkhitaryan is is lightweight as fuck. Um, Cracking finish. You know, we have... Not a lot of players in our team. I, I, not a lot of players in our team who can hit that finish. Yeah, I'm... We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the, the ratings later. Um, maybe I'm a bit scathing. Um, but... You have an anti-horn yeah. for Mkhitaryan, I think. A bit of an mm. anti-horn. Not like my, not like my full for, blown for like Danny Welbeck him. horn. That guy who I love, who I've got. Th- no, I have a horn for I got him. Th- I'd play him. I'd, I'd play him. Start him starting tomorrow. Yep. In a heartbeat, mate. In a heartbeat. Mm. Anyway, anyway, so that and and so very happy to see Iwobi, as we said, and I've actually already said this, but I was happy to see Özil in the ten. So despite not despite the performance, well. which wasn't a bad performance, and. You know, it wasn't a great performance from Ozil. It was far from a bad performance. I've seen bad Ozil performances. And you know the thing that really kind of... I was going to say touched me, but I don't think touched me is the the right way to do it, but made me feel for Ozil. When he got subbed, someone was saying, some pundits were saying, oh, his body language was so bad, you know, because he'd been subbed and he sort of looked down at the floor. He looked like he was upset oh, about was being stuck. I think he was upset in his own performance. And that gives me this great deal of hope for Mesut that he's looking at it and he's saying, I haven't contributed enough to this game. Mesut was absolutely far from bad. You probably, if I, I haven't looked at his stats yet, but I reckon if you did, he would have had lots of touches. They were just ineffective touches. Are you fucking normal? Did, have you heard? He had 15 touches in 50 minutes. 15 passes. Oh, really? That's it. Oh, that's dog shit. That's it. So he didn't... He he was he was a passenger. Okay. Well, there goes all my... There goes all my credibility. 
I just assumed. Yeah, I just didn't... assumed, you know, because so much of the time last year when people were slagging off Urzel and saying he was no, ineffective, you go look at his stats he and he was everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't yeah. read that. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. I knew that he was quiet and that I hadn't noticed him. I'm not sitting here with mm. a, a pen and paper, you know, working out how many touches a guy has. I thought he was more ineffective than than missing, but that's that's woeful. That's yeah. low numbers no, for that's him. That's missing. That's missing. That's terrible. Um, Aubameyang. God, you want to hope he's got yeah. that shit out of his system, huh? Yeah. Um, look, I, I was disappointed in in him last week. Um, this week he got into good spaces. You know, he was playing up front by himself again, but seemed to be more involved. But fuck that miss. You know, it didn't take a bobble. His body positioning looked pretty good. He just fucking skied it, you know. That that was the couple he's had. He had a couple um, in preseason as well. He went he went over the top of a ball in preseason. He's, I mean, ideally you're looking at a striker, and the main thing you're thinking is God, he's getting into these positions because yeah. he's not going to miss all year, right? It, it's so I I'm I'm not look I didn't I didn't rate Obama Yang really fantastically, and there's reasons for that that we'll talk about. Um, whose miss was worse, Mkhitaryan's yeah. or Aubameyang's? Yeah, uh, I'll have to have a look at him again. But I mean, that was a Bobby Zamora rose. <laughs> you know, that's what was the song? You know, when you sit in rose and the and ball the hits, ball your, hits head. your head, that's Zamora. That's Zamora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty poor from Aubameyang. You know, the thing I like about Aubameyang though, he doesn't. He seems to be one of these he strikers like who, who does. No, he hurt. But he dusted himself off and he went again. I think he'd be really upset. He looked more hurt when Chelsea went straight down the other end and, and scored. No, he did. He I think did. after and, he uh, missed you know, it, you know, he turned around, big smile. He was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to miss many of them. I fucking cunt them into the top corner. Yeah, And that's all what I like training. about him. He's pretty positive. But yeah, he was he was hurting with the with the, when they went two up. But um, the Mkhitaryan miss was just as bad. Um the only thing I thought that it took a fairly big bobble the way it was struck, whoever squared it. Um, I didn't think so there was a bobble. I thought that it, it wasn't a bobble as in it was a late bobble. Uh, uh, it it yeah. wasn't, sorry, Maybe there wasn't a bobble, a bobble as in there was bouncing. a late bobble. It was hit, it was moving. I still think a guy of that standard of that calibre should be able oh, to fuck yeah. no, get it that was, under control. It the only one I forgave was the Awobi one and that's because it was pinged at him so hard I don't think he well, that quite had time to be able to yeah. work out what do I do with this? Can yeah. I trap this? Can yeah. I take a touch? Or am I going to try and inside foot this? Yeah. And that would have sent us 3-2 up. Um, on the other hand, Awobi's movement for his goal was smashing. Absolutely smashing. Yeah. When you see the, the, the drawn-out view and you see Awobi make that run, Awobi leads to the edge of the box, pulls himself out, reassesses, goes back in and runs into this imperfect timing. An amazing ball from Mikatarian, And yeah. exactly what Awobi deserved. And next week, mm. I, I get the feeling that Emery is a guy who, if guys are playing well, he's going to play them. I think that's what he's done with Genduzi. Genduzi's played yeah, see, well I'm, and he's going to play. I'm torn. I'm torn, torn with that. Um, I kind of get this feeling and maybe this should be discussed later. Um, but... I would now. I really don't want to get too cocky, and we can go back to this 
comment that I'm going to about to make. I got a feeling the West Ham game is a banker at home. Oh, I've got a feeling West Ham are fucking relegation fodder. Their squad makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. I think someone on a pod, I've forgotten who it was, was saying it was like making a Mexican dish and then putting soy sauce in it. That's how he felt West Ham (laughs) were. Like you've tried to, tried to, it was chicken jambalaya and, um, and then to finish it off instead of like grabbing Tabasco or instead of grabbing Sriracha or, you know, cayenne pepper, someone well, goes... how is Sriracha Mexican, Max? It's still fucking chili sauce, Toby. Fucking Indo. It doesn't matter. It's still chili sauce. Anyway, long story short, soy sauce. <laughs> Sriracha would work better than soy That's sauce. That's what I'm saying. But not my point. And I don't even know if it's Indonesian. It's definitely Southeast Asian. Yep. Jambalaya is anyway, definitely Cajun. Anyway, you motherfucker for stealing my point. So when when I said that was a banker, I, I genuinely feel like they're, they're midfield. And, and our old boy, Jackie and Noble, who just doesn't have the, the movement, you know, and to, to track all of our um, technicality and fluidity and all that shit... Um, I've got this feeling that we that we need to use that game at home to play our underperforming stars back into form. So I would stick Fuck with Herzl. No. What is wrong with mm. you? You're none from fucking two. None from two. Brand new mm. manager. The AFTV guys are just ready to go. They're ready to simmer. They're all being like, oh no, we're terribly well spoken at the moment and we've got to give him time. They are one loss against a shit team away from being like, I've had enough of it, blood. In it. In it, blood. <laughs> well, I, I still have nightmares about Reese Oxford. Fuck no, Toby. Whatever. You play whoever is in the best form, whoever is most likely Do you to remember go and get Reece you the Oxford? points. That first game of the season? No. You remember him? No. I remember the player. I don't remember. 16 years old, played defensive midfield against us. I, I even think it was at the Emirates, and they fucking, West Ham owned us and beat us. What I year? forget what it was. It was 1-0. I'm thinking three seasons I ago. I remember Villa four. doing us on the first day. Yeah, that was a while I back. remember Liverpool doing us on the first day, maybe twice. Liverpool have done us that on the first year. and they've done us once before yep. as well on the first day. Yeah. Did Everton, never win did the Everton first do day. us on the first day? No, well? no, we've never played Everton. No, we did Everton five something. Eat shit, Jock. Eat shit, buddy. I remember that. And that was like halfway through the season and that's where people Denielson scored. That's how bad Everton were there. Denielson scored a cracker. What? How far back are you going? I'm talking about last season. Oh. Yeah, cool. I'm not really with it today, so... No. Uh, no. Moving on. Anyway. Um, so I guess the next I guess key thing that I really noticed was just how insanely high the line was. Um, yep. I mean, the second goal, Murata's goal, we are almost over the halfway line. Bellerin, I don't know what the commentator... Uh, it was Jim Beglin and someone else. John Champion. John Champion must have been smoking fucking crack for some of the comments he was making about how good Bellerin had been and how up and down he'd been. Because all I saw was a guy who was just had no defensive responsibility, wasn't getting close to anyone, wasn't getting any mm. any cover from Mikatarian. So you've got 
you know, a right winger who doesn't like to defend, whether it's Mkhitaryan or Ozil out there, you've got a right winger who doesn't like to defend. And a right fullback who doesn't Then like you've got a right defend. fullback who doesn't like to defend. And you're playing a high line. And you're getting done. And Bellerin, for me, just got done over and over and over again. Mm. And out of position mm. over and over again. Mm. And I couldn't work out, you know, is it a tactic or is Bellerin a shit cunt? Yeah. It's obviously a tactic, yeah? Obviously a tactic. It's not like they went out and said, we're going to stick oh, our well, defensive look, I, I line so. on the and, halfway and, line. And and at least in Mkhitaryan, he's got more of a buddy than he does with an Urza. Really? If he's playing really? Right. Because I think Mkhitaryan is a flatters-to-deceive right-winger. He'll run around a bit oh, and well, press, but he's not defensively fucking, switched on. So do I. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in terms of his support play... With Bellerin. As in, he will actually hug a touchline and get Bellerin further right. forward. That's right. That's my only point. Yep. Um, I just thought that it was it was pretty wildly bad from Bellerin in particular. When you compare him to Monreal, I thought Monreal was one of our best players on the pitch no, no, in the so day. He was I, so I think, consistent, think, was so professional. I think Mineral really proved what what an asset Love he mineral. is to us. I mean, I, I do get a bit sort of bored with him and, and his ratty face, but, you know, when he comes back into the team, you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, do you know we're, why? We're more because solid. he is a left back. He's a left back mm. who gets forward and chimes in. I thought one of the reasons why Wobi played so well was because he had Monreal playing with him. Yeah. And Monreal is just safe yeah. as houses. And again, you know, he always manages to pop up with one or two chances in a game. I'm always impressed yeah, yeah, by sure. that with Monreal. From, from attacking point and it's view. not like he hangs out and he hunts for it and he's always forward. He seems to be able to pick that time when he's going to come forward. There was a chance at the near post where the ball was just a little bit heavy and he didn't get there. And I had a moment mm. where I was like, that's a Monreal goal. There, there was a wonderful overlap. I remember he... This is one thing I remember in my fuck-eyed state was um, he made a run from, what, 30, 40 metres with a lovely overlap play. I forget whether it was one of the ones, whether the, one of the goals that was missed or, or what have you, but, you know, Awobi received the ball and, and Mineral was... He was really, really deep and he made this huge run like the way he um the way he saw the play unfolding you know and and i just thought you know th this is we've definitely been uh, he's a smart player out. there was a time a couple of years ago where you and i were talking about him being the best left back in the comp mm. um in a pretty piss poor in a pretty piss poor defense um look i i yeah. thought that some of the flack that the center backs got um was pretty unjustified. I don't really have one thing in my notes where I wrote down like, oh, you know, terrible ball or terrible miss or anything like that. I even thought that for the, for the, um, what's his fucking name? Maratta goal. That mm. really it was the line that got undone, not the center backs that got undone. I didn't think that Socrates had a particularly bad game. And I'm usually a pretty big bagger of Mustafi. I'll, I will find any excuse to bag out Mustafi possible because I, mm. I think he's shit. But I didn't mm. think... Uh, one of the commentators was saying at halftime, uh, one of the pundits was saying at halftime on the Optus coverage, oh, he's got to be stronger there. He's got to be bigger there. And the only thing I thought was, yeah, look, maybe you can hack him down there. But he's the last man. 
So if he hacks him, I think it was Owen Hargrove saying, hack him down. I'm like, he's the last man, you fucking idiot. You can't get red carded from inside your own half, though. What do you mean? It was inside his own... It was inside Chelsea's half. You know, that's where... I don't know that a ref would be able to pull that back. And I don't know that you would be confident enough that you're going to say when you're running in on a guy. Look, I thought that he did fine. He got goals. He got goal side of him. He did everything he could. Morata ended up putting it between his legs. It wasn't even the best finish from Morata. It was probably only because it went between his legs that it did check. Mm. Um, I just wanted to say, I didn't think that the center backs were that bad. Definitely not as bad as people giving them, like someone gave them like a three and a four on their player ratings. There's, There's a lot of narrative going on. They're, they're very front foot defenders, both of them. They like to be aggressive. And I think with um, you know, with that style, I guess when it goes, it, it looks really spectacular. With a high you know, line, you this. need a partnership where you have someone yeah. who's reading that and someone who's dropping off. They've got the and, ball and, and they're and dropping I think, off. And I think that's the problem. And that brings you around to why the Urzel, why Urzel got pulled. Because mm. it was Urzel's job to go and put pressure on Jorginho. And Jorginho had so much fucking time on the ball. He was just picking passes and pinging balls. And I think that's where you talk about the press and the triggers for the press. And when Mm. everyone's not hitting their area, if you give a player of that caliber that much time Mm. to place a ball in between center back and and right back, and you've got a half-decent striker who's athletic enough, he's going to run in and you're going to have a chance of finishing a goal. And I thought that was why Ozil got pulled. And everyone was saying all this bullshit. And if you listen to Emery's press conference afterwards, he says, I needed someone in the middle who would push, who would push up on no, him. They right. had too much time on the yeah, ball. Right. I love that. Mm. I love that Emery's making changes at halftime and 55 minutes. It is such no, no, a well, breath so of I. fresh air from the Wenger so era of knowing we were going to have a wing back changed at the 70th minute and then we're going to have some other bullshit, nothing substitution mm. for the sake of saving someone's Oh, yeah, legs. I mean... The, Finger subs you could put to a clock. Like, they were so, you know, they were so predictable. It wasn't even funny. Um, one interesting point that um, that I heard was was um, the death of the number 10. If you look at all the big teams in the world, no one, no one has the, um, the ability to just have a free role anymore. You know, you, you press hard, you work hard for the team, you know, you just can't carry that creative player that sits in a hole and dictates the game anymore. Unless, you know, unless maybe you're in, you know, La Liga or something like that and you're one of the top two or three teams and you can just boss everyone else. So I, I wonder whether we can, we can fit this in anymore. Well, you know, you're never going to get rid of Mesut Ozil to fucking anywhere on those wages. No, no one's no, going to well, buy him. I'm, I'm aware of that. No one's going to buy him. The only that. team so. who would ever buy him would be PSG, and he would need to play well enough that they wanted him. Mm. And they don't even play with a fucking 10. No. So... You know, I'm look, anyway. I am not at the point where I'm going to ride off arguably one of, the, one of the prettiest players of his generation. I think that Emery came into this club with an idea, an idea of how he wanted to play. I think he might be happy not to play Urzel all the time in certain games. Um, well, I think we need to look at that. I, I reckon you're looking at someone who's a bit of, a, you know, like a bygone player, like a Matt Letizia or something like that, you know. 
someone with all the talent in the world. And play him. Maybe a little bit Play lazy. him and pull him at 50 minutes if he's not working. I mean, that's the thing you have with bringing in a manager who is tactically astute and willing to change. Yep. It does yep. not matter. We yep. have to get the Wengerization out of our brains, which is this is the 11. We are going to have to play this 11 every week. We're not. Yeah. You know, we're yep. absolutely not going to play this 11 every week. We have a squad. We're going to use that squad. And theoretically, we should have players that tactically match up to other t- other teams. I, I think if you play Mesut against West Ham, against that midfield, he should just put his cock in all their mouths. No, but that's what I'm saying. He, if, if we stick with him next week, you know, he should... He'll get hard again. It'll fucking work again. He'll feel like a, a king dick again. And we need to we need to support that. We need to massage that ego. He's a big he's a big player. Cock. He's yeah. We've got to reach down, touch him on the balls, and just rub him. Give him a tickle. Just and yep. just say it. You know. Mm. How does this feel, buddy? Does mm. this feel good? Mm. So, do you think Mezzard's balls quick... are bigger than his eyes? Unlikely. Yep. Um, quick, quick recap because we, we've done the first half to death. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done. I've essentially, it, we've done the whole. We've done the whole game. You know, yeah, realist, just, realistically. Let me say, Mkhitaryan was fucking shit. Yeah. Well, look. Absolutely you know, we'll 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 shit. get to that because I mean, people have him in the Premier League team of the week. He scored a shit ton of fantasy points for those of you who who have fantasy players. But I don't think a lot of those fantasy. Um, Who the fuck put him in the team of the week? Who? Someone put him in the team of the week. Mate, he's got a goal and an assist. Had some excessive oh, amount of fuck? touches. Who gives a we'll fuck? Go, we'll, we let's... will go into that. We will go into that. Let's finish off just the post-game chat. The last couple of points from the post-game chat. Mm. Um, we touched on Genduzi. The kid's playing out of his skin. Yep. He's controlling yep. the game. As long as he's playing like this, he plays. Let's wait for him to drop. Let's wait for him to drop physically. Let's wait for him to drop emotionally. And then yeah, we can fold someone in. That's the way I feel about that. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And we've got the Europa League. We've got cups. Absolutely. And he's, he's going to get games. He's going to get games. I mean, what a baptism of fire for the kid. You, you couldn't ask for... Yeah, yeah. A, if you yeah. wanted to know if a guy was ready for this level, you know, there's not a lot of managers who would have the testicular fortitude to go well, and throw a kid Jack like Wilshire that in. When he was yeah, absolutely. And 16. I think that's one of the that's... reasons why we've got Emery, because I think there's some cohesion. Even though tactically him and Wenger have nothing the same, there seems to be some cohesion in the idea that Emery wants to produce from the Arsenal, Arsenal youth system. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cech, how do you think he went? Good game. Good game. Same. And I was happy to see him start. And he made a couple of cracking saves. Oh, he kept us in it a bit. You know, he improved his play out from the back. He didn't you know, just try and um, play out from the back all the time. I think he. I, I, I think this I, time I'm, he hoofed really... the ball forward when the ball needed to be hoofed forward, which is pointless with Obama Yang up top because he's not going to hold up yeah. shit. Yeah. But I thought Czech was good again. Czech is by no means. I, I'm not staring at Czech and saying, "Oh my god, I, I need to be playing burnt Leno." You know, I no. Leno is fucking shit. We knew he was shit. We're trying to we're trying to save his career. He's he's one step above fucking Carius. You know, he's Germany's like, third choice goalkeeper. Yeah, whereas Czech is one of the Premier League's greatest goalkeepers, playing 
in a side that would make any defender, let alone a goalkeeper, look completely shite. And he's he's kept us in it. He's kept us respectable. And he's a fucking leader. So I'm really proud to have him. And, you know, I love hearing him speak. I love him as a leader. You know, bring him up here. I want to book him. You know, seriously. Yeah. I'm no, I thought, I thought he was cracking again. And again, you know, there was a little bit of a narrative that everyone seems to just want this clickbait bullshit of there is more interest in talking about him being past it than there is in talking about the fact that he looks the fittest I think he's looked in a long time. He looks the biggest I think he's looked in a long time. I think he's made something like nine saves from high XG opportunities for Arsenal in two games. He's been good. He's been good. As a goalkeeper, he's been good. Yep. Yep. No, he's been great. He's been great. So that's the wrap-up from the second Arsenal game, Arsenal versus Chelsea. We went down 3-2 to a late goal from Alonso. Um, I think there's some good points in there. I, I think there's plenty to sort of chew on. I think it's interesting that we're not sort of sitting here saying, oh, you know, it was a bit of a nothing game. It was a bit of this, it was a bit of that. There's lots of room for improvement. There were t- players who had really divisive games, games where it was really hard to to do what we're moving into now, which is our 3-2-1s and 1-2-3s. Really hard to um, to score some of these guys because even though they had uh, uh, contributions that were really, really important as far as scoring or assisting or being a part of the build-up play, when you have that much of a mixed bag for some guys, it's just almost impossible um, to score them. How did you go with your... Your three, two, one, Toby. Who did you give you your three points to? Okay, my three went to Wobes. Well, that's lovely because my three went to Wobes as well, buddy. So we are okay. we are on point on point there. Great minds think alike. I thought he was big. Or I thought he was strong. As, I thought he held the ball as, up. Or we're both as thick as each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do come from the same seed and the same loin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, look, I thought Awobi was big. He was strong. I thought he held the ball up well. I thought he was a threat. He arrived late he into the box. Hard. He worked his hole off. Um, and he was a big boy. He stood up to their big and boys. And I, I, I sort of got the feeling with Arsenal again that we weren't physically at the same level as what Chelsea were just looking at their players. And I felt that against City as well. You know, when you've got this mm. fucking giant Mendy just running at you and then you've got Carl Walker running at you. And I, I kind of felt the same. I know, I know it's not the same when you've got Alonso and Aspilicueta running at you, but I still felt that it was a little bit boys against men at some mm. stages. And Awobi gave us that little bit more physical threat. Really yeah. made me think about him as one of those two midfielders as well, about how he could be cultivated into a number eight with that sort of body yeah. shape and that ability to break the lines and, and push on. Yeah, and, and think about when um, Maitland-Niles puts his man frame I hope well. that kid gets a run. I hope he doesn't mm. sort of go into obscurity because I think he's the business. He's the shit. Mm. Um, I think I read so I. he's gone for six weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. He's got a fractured fibula. Fucking Carl Walker. Just smashed him. Just fucked him <laughs> up. Big from a very fractured fibula. I fractured a fibula. Um, and I can... And your tibia. And my tibia. And then, like, bash them together and shattered them into chalk. 
So um, <laughs> I understand the pain of a of a, a leg break, and I think that's pretty big from him to get up and and walk off. And you know, I think he even tried to play on. Like I'll just play on with a no, broken leg. He did. He did. But I, I think it wasn't like your 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 powdered chalk like yours was. Yeah. Or, you know, I think it's a it's a hairline. But anyway, yeah, mine was fucked. Um, <laughs> twenty two weeks in plaster, <laughs> guys. Twenty two weeks. Um, okay, so both of us three points for Awobi. That's good. Great minds. Toby, your two points, your positive two for Arsenal versus Chelsea was sideshow Bob Genduzi. Me too, man. Me too. That's interesting. <laughs> So we did not watch. The, we did not watch the game, and we have not had any conversations about football. No, no. So that's good. Look, I thought Genduzi was good. I thought he continued on from last week. I thought he was a little bit safer with the ball than he was last week. Um, yep. I particularly yep. and, and enjoyed last with week, him. Everyone around he him made was more shy, which... blocks. He made more yep. interceptions. He got a yep. foot in. There was one, yep. and what I absolutely loved it is he went fifty-fifty with Hazard. And he went in hard on Hazard and he got up and he fucking said something to Hazard. And I was like, mm. I like that. I like that shit. Yeah, apparently, he's an arrogant fuck. Yep. So, and he plays right. like an arrogant fuck. So yeah. let's go. He's 19. Yeah. You know, he's 19. He's just gone and put in a two-footer on Hazard. And Hazard said something to him and he told him to get fucked. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had too many manginas in our too team. Too many manginas. Long. It's time... For the Genduzis of the world and the the fucking not Schweinsteiger, what's his name? Lichsteiner. Licksteiners of the world to go and fuck some people up, to go do some yeah. shit and to leave a boot in. Yeah, you know I like That's that. Right. Um, so Toby, your one point for the week. Uh, it was a, an even split. Can't between... do an even split. You got to pick one. Uh, I'm gonna go mineral. Believe it or not, I also went with mineral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, closely, closely beaten, um, or or close behind was Pedicek. Look, I had close behind was Mikatarian, and it was something that I wanted to to Whoa. discuss with you because it is so hard. It, people will think it's so ridiculous. Like, how can you take someone who? Cunted one into the bottom corner with his left foot, set another one up, and really was one yeah. of our best attacking outlets for the day, along with Bellerin. How can you not give him a point? And the only thing I can say is, for everything that you do, there is an equal response for everything that you don't do. And I refuse That's to right. give someone points when part of their job they got a 2 out of 10, and part of their job, they got a 7 out of 10. I'm not going to judge right, the guy well, on well, 7 out of right. 10 going forward. I didn't think he was great in the press. I didn't think he covered Bellerin particularly well. And I mean, fucking... He didn't cover him at If all. he hung Bellerin out to dry, Bellerin wasn't on the clothesline to start with. So how can you hang someone out to dry who was never on the clothesline to start with? So that whole That's side right. was just fucked. You know, and you would think yeah. as, the, as the senior guy... In the team, you you would have a bit more. He got run past a, a couple mm. of times, and I was very, mm. very shaky on him. Well, so originally, I had given him my one point, and I pulled it. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Who's a guy who did everything that was laid out for him? Everything that was his job on the day, if you gave him a piece of paper and said, this is what you've got to do. These are your primary Mineral. roles. Go out and do them. Mineral. And I thought Mineral did that the whole day. He got up, he got down, he made his tackles. He's good in the air. I'd forgotten how good he was in the air. 
You know, he wins his challenges for a little fucking miniature Peter Crouch-looking motherfucker. You know? Do you reckon our, our one listener in the world would understand who Mineral is? No, no one understands who Mineral is, but it doesn't matter. So that was why I didn't give Mikatarin any points. And I reckon there's a lot of people out there, a lot of our listeners, Toby, playing along, who would have had Mikatarin as a plus three or a plus two. Fuck that. You know, so... Fuck that. But you know what? It's not their fault that they're stupid and this is why they don't have a podcast. Mm. Mm. Oh, well... <laughs> Next the up reason then. why you don't have a podcast is because you didn't spend $175 on a microphone, a boom stand, a pop filter, and something that clasps the microphone so it doesn't make noise when you bounce around. That's why you don't have a mm. podcast, buddy. Think about it. That's right. Think about that shit. Minus one Investment, point, yo. Toby. This is where we've got to differ. I think we have to differ. Okay. So who got your minus Granite. one? Granite. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. What? I had granite for minus one. <laughs> Why didn't I have granite Xhaka for more than minus one? Because as I said he earlier, only played half a game and he didn't. He wasn't really that do bad. That he just wasn't there. Yeah. He just wasn't that good. So for me, the minus one was a real toss-up between him and Urzel for the same fundamental reason. I was like, okay, well, you know, both of you didn't really get involved in the game. Yeah. But, you know, I went with Jacker because I thought that's two in a row for you. You did fuck all. His challenge that he put on for the yellow card was just terrible. Just terrible. Um, look, hopefully he's carrying an injury or he's, I don't know, mentally not at the races yet. Maybe Emery mm. doesn't fancy him. I, if Emery didn't fancy him, he wouldn't have started two games. So he must have done something in the preseason or Emery... Mm. Emery must have seen something in him yeah. to be able to get and, him And he's to. in the leadership group. So, look, I, I don't know. I, he He's bordering on last, last chance saloon. Can you be bordering um, on last chance saloon two games into a season? No, no, I mean, not for real. Not for You good, mean the starting not 11? For, not for shoot the cunt. I mean, just for a little bit of time on the bench and in, in the UEFA squad. Are we taking Granite out the back, shooting him? And telling the kids that he ran away. Yes. All right. Sounds like a plan. Minus two points, Toby. Who did you have for your minus two? Aubameyang. Fuck me too. <laughs> he failed in his primary role, which was to be a striker. That was his yep. primary role, you know, yep. and he didn't do it. It's like nice. a model, a supermodel being ugly. Or a porn star, like, blowing his load. Be be, be, like, what, I don't what, know, what they woke maybe? up in the morning, Toby. They didn't look after themselves. They drank too much the night before. They didn't put their face mask on. They didn't... What about a supermodel being shit in bed? That would be a bed. No, because no, a supermodel doesn't get paid to be in bed. A prostitute gets paid to be in bed, right? Mm. So that mm. analogy doesn't work. It's like a supermodel who is paid to be good-looking and was fucking ugly... She didn't complete her primary role, or he didn't complete his primary role. So that was your role. Your role is to be good looking. You were not good looking today. You fucked up. Minus two points. You had you had one fucking you job. You had one fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. I, I assume you feel the same. Failed in his primary role, ate a dick. Yeah. Didn't yeah. score. And goals. and I'm not dismissing him, I'm not writing him off, but 
he fucked up. Yeah, you done fucked up, Ober. I love you. Did you see Ian Wright's tweet? Ian Wright told him he still loved him. Yeah, well, I love Ian Wright. I, I, he's, I, I genuinely think he's one of my favourite humans in the world. He's Mr. Arsenal. Full stop. When we started this pod, I had a couple of, like, like I wrote down a few things that I, are my aims, and none of them were money-driven or anything like that. But I wanted to be on the Arscast with Andrew Mangan. That was one of my <laughs> primary things. That was I was like, I would love to have the phone ring and him say, you know what, bud? I've been listening to you. And I want you on. Um, he's not American. I can't do Irish. his fucking accent because he's got that like extremely well-spoken Irish accent that's a little bit American at times because the American accents came from fucking someone, you know. Mm. So mm. eat a dick. You're a cunt. I'd like fucking see yeah. you do his accent. Anyway. anyway, and my other one was I'd like to have Ian Wright on this show, and you know, <laughs> dreaming. dreaming. Tell him he's dreaming. Dale dug a hole. <laughs> fuck off. He said, fuck off. <laughs> uh, so the last one, minus three points. And I've got this really funny feeling that we both went with Hector Bellerin. I, um, I've gone controversial. Oh, we, we've, we've differed. Mm. We've differed. Mm. I'm amazed you mm. didn't have Hector somewhere in those minuses, but you know, each to their own. Who was your minus three, Toby? Mika fucking Tarian. That is fucking harsh, dude. Explain yourself. Nah. He did none of his duties. Scored he a goal. Did fuck all. Got an assist. He's lightweight. Scored a goal. Got an assist. He missed a fucking open. He missed a fucking open. I just do not. He I did. do not agree with you on that. He did, he did two good things. One when there was no pressure, and he nonchalantly cunted it into the bottom corner. Still got a cunt. The it. second, yeah, the, the second he picked out um, a Wobie, and it was good. But you know, he just got to the byline and and did a job. You know, that's fine. And then he didn't even exist for the second half. So for me. He represents everything wrong with our team at the moment in terms of their, you know, their desire, their willingness to help out their their partner on the pitch, uh, the team overall. Um, I think he massively lacks physicality. Um, physicality. And, and he's another one that sort of suits this fucking three, free role or a team that plays completely on the counter. So look, I'm I agree with you that for me, what he didn't do well took him out of the positive points. But to put him at yeah, negative he, three, to to he, put him he out of the basically had a zero out of ten, in in my opinion, and popped up with two things that were quite good, but that can't pull him out of all of the fucking pus that he presented. So I'm not aligning with Mourinho or any all of that shit the way he was treated, but he has been very, very hot and cold. And I feel like we have three players in the team that are very divisive. Who all want to play um, in a free 10. All three of them want to play right. in a free 10. That doesn't even fucking exist anymore. Well, it does in Emery's setup. You know? So, But Emery's setup is not a free 10. And this is the thing. 
Emery's setup is a pressing 10. You trigger the press from number 10, and you have to push up on their playmaker. If anyone has a PLO, someone who's going to get in between the lines, who's going to ping balls around, you know, that, that player that Skulls turned into, that Gareth Barry player, that um, Michael Carrick-esque player, anyone who's going to have that player in their team, the number 10 is the trigger point and has to get on them and fuck their shit up. And no one fucked Jorginho's shit up for the whole game. I, I actually reckon Mkhitaryan is the most suited to that high-pressing number 10 in our team. Yeah, but it's never going to happen, Toby. I, I, do you know what? Under Emery, it might. Anyway, my minus three went to Hector. It's, it's never going to happen, but anyway, it under might. Emery, it might. Yeah. Um, look, my minus yeah. three went to Hector. Um, yeah. It, it, it's really starting to hurt me how much I'm I'm looking at this guy's failings. You know, the commentators yeah. were talking about how amazing he'd been, that he was one of our best outlets going forward. But as one far as year, I'm concerned... And then two- Two poor years. As far as I'm concerned, your sole primary role is to be a defender, especially against Chelsea. And for me, you know the thing, Hector Bellerin is playing like he's a wingback, like there are three defenders behind him, and there's not. And late in the game, something that really fucked me off was a lot of our go-forward died because Genduzi was pulling constantly into the right-back role, constantly filling in there to fill a hole. Whether that was someone that... Whether that was something that he was told to do, or whether yeah, that was well, something Hector he was decided, forward and then cashing and out Hector wasn't and coming back. back. There's a there was a moment for a chance of theirs where Hector was absolutely walking, walking back. Yeah. No, no, I, and I, I was like, has he had a knock? I remember, you know, has something yeah. happened to him? And I thought, for fuck's sake, he does not get tight enough. I've been saying for ages, for years, last two years, mm. he doesn't get tight enough. He doesn't run someone onto their wrong foot. He doesn't make defensive decisions. You have to make a choice. I'm showing you the inside. I'm showing you the outside. Which one of them am I going to do? Because I can't get close to you because I'm not a good enough defender. And the only time Bellerin's ever looked any good is when he's in recovery. When he burns someone and comes back and gets a foot in. I'm really... Like, I had a, a point early on where it was like, you know, is it time he's not on massive wages... You could sell him, and Hector is someone you could sell for big money because he's not on massive wages, and he's young. I wonder whether or not it's time to cash in and take the 50 or 60 million that he'd be worth and get him out of the team because he's had one year. When he broke through after fucking, what's his name? After the douche went down with that shoulder. When he broke through, he was good for that year. I mean, he is exactly the same, in my opinion, as an Aaron Ramsey. He had a purple patch. He had an amazing season. And everyone is still judging him based on that. But your primary role is to fucking defend. You are a defender. You are a left back. No. That's why I've no, given him look, minus three. Look, he's an asset. I, I, think, I think I agree with you completely. But there's another option that you haven't considered. And that's how fucking good Licksteiner is. And... Just to give him a run for a while. The cunt's thirty-four. Hector... You're gonna get one it, it, season you know out of him. Fit, do you know? Do you know how fucking fit he yeah, is? Yeah, but he's still thirty-four. All, all. We so need... if you take Hector out the team well, and you stop oh, playing what? him, then you reduce so his value Danny for Alves anyone to buy 36? him. Thirty-six. What about Danny Alves? Thirty-six. Yeah, point. But all right. So I reckon you could get one or two seasons out of Licksteiner and make them fight it. I out. don't think Bellerin wants to learn. 
I think if oh, Bellerin think wanted to learn... I think he's more humble than Well, do you know what I hope then? I hope that Emery yeah. rips him out the fucking team and says, you know what, son? You might be good. You might be something. You might be sniffing around that Spain team. But for me, you don't do your fucking job. No, he well, he was in the Spain team and he got dropped last season. Probably so for being be a humbling. cunt. So, well, it hasn't humbled him. Because he, he's still standing on the fucking halfway between the halfway line, overlapping, and then not getting back. Well, he's another converted right winger. You know, someone was saying, oh, maybe he should play further forward. Maybe he should play in a... In a well, he's got no end product. But he's got no he's end product. In between. Did you see Alonso's fucking end product? Did you see Mendy's yeah. end product? You know, all yeah. of these wingbacks no. that we're coming up against every single week, what they're doing is they're highlighting what we don't have, what the modern wingback is. You know, so if you're not going to be a defensive wingback, if you're not going to be doing your job as a defensive right back, fullback, as a defensive mean. fullback, if you're not going to be doing your mm. job defensively, you better want to fucking hope you're contributing offensively. And I don't think Hector mm. even does that. He gets into good positions. He never does anyone. He doesn't have a drop of a shoulder. He can't beat a guy. Well, he would have if Aubameyang had scored. Yeah, fine. Make a point and make me look like a dick. But anyway, <laughs> bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How I feel about that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got to stop doing that. Is what it is. It is. It is what it is. Shout out to our uh, couple of our favorite podcasts out there, the guys from This Week in League, who do an amazing job. And uh, what's the other one? What's it actually called? Is it the Green, the Green Machine, Machine Pod? Canberra Raiders Pod and an NRL Pod. Whether you like uh, rugby league or not, especially the This Week in League Pod is very funny if you have a heinous sense of humor. So shout out to those guys. Um, bit of a quick run over on a couple of points that I had for you, Toby. Eden Hazard yep. on the bench for Chelsea. Comes on, changes the game. You've got a choice. Well, You're building a team tomorrow. and You've got a choice between Eden Hazard and Mesut Ozil. I don't think there are a lot of people in the world who are going to say, you know what? I'll take Mesut. No, no, well, not not in the Premier League and not in the way the game seems to be going these days. Unless you're a completely dominant squad and, you know, I'll drop another Wenger thing in there. You know, that's the way we used to be or that's the way he was trying to get us when, you know, we were trying to replicate Barca and, the you know, the tick-attack of football. Um, I... I'm just thinking he's less and less relevant. I, I, I so want him to succeed. I want him to be our next Bur- Burkamp. Um, but yeah, no, ha- Hazard every day of the week for me. The thing with he, Mesut is, game. I feel like Mesut could easily play until he was 36 and wouldn't have to change the way that his game is. Yeah. You know, you could easily have another five years out of Mesut Easy. at the club. Easy. So that's why yeah. I'm more willing to sort of back him. But I, I did think it was like very tangible, very palpable, the difference... When Hazard came on, you know, shortly after Ozil was pulled off, and you're watching mm. this guy just run at people and just do stuff and just get involved and get on the ball and pop up and drop off and oh, and he's been our nemesis for oh for a while fuck now, he's so. good, you know when uh, when he made um, the cock eat shit was it last you mean season, when the, the cock actually before? fell over in a way that defied gravity. 
<laughs> like only the cock could defy gravity and like fall yeah. over in that manner. Yeah. Uh yeah. so who else um for you obviously Hazard stood out. Anyone else for you mm. in particular from Chelsea's team you looked at and you thought, you know what, a, a player like that we could do with? Marcus Alonso. Very similar. Marcus Alonso, very similar game to Bellerin. Did not fucking defend, yeah. but end product. Yeah, end product. You know, as Pilaqueta, you know, I got a lot of respect for his kahunas. Um, you know, went from, what, uh, a central as part of a three, slotted back into a right back, what, you know, he was originally and was solid as fuck. You know, Kante, imagine what we would do with that. Kante looked lost you know? to me uh, now that he's not playing in that deep holding midfield role he was playing in front and for me a, a lot of the space that Awobi and Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang were running into was space that was actually left mm. by Jorginho yeah I, look I, I prefer Kante in that look Jorginho role, was a know, player I mean I mean I thought he looked good in pre-season when we played them and he looked mm. good again but if you're going to give a player like that that much time on the ball you're you're just asking for it mm. that's like going to yeah. a fucking whorehouse with arseless chaps you're going to get a dick, whether you like it or not. Whorehouse with arseless chaps. Going to a whorehouse with arseless chaps. You walk into a whore. What is an arseless chap? You don't know what arseless chaps are? They're cowboy no. pants without the arse in. You wear them to expose your anus to incoming <laughs> penile ejaculate. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I got you. I got you. And as long as you wear your broke back mountain holiday hat. That's, mate, don't make fun of my hat. I love that hat. I do not love arseless <laughs> chaps. Um, other than that, do you know who I thought was very good was this Kovac guy that they bought in at halftime. I think he had 100% passing accuracy, a couple of interceptions and a load of tackles. Um, yeah, I, not, I not wish Kovac, I was Kovac, Kovacic, him, Kovacic. He was part of that Crow team. Yeah. It has to be Kovacic. Yeah, I, I remember him coming on, but yeah, I was, I was completely... I'd fucked my brain by that point. Um... Who do we hate? Who do we fucking hate in Chelsea? Who's the player you just want to see have his legs broken in a double footer? Less of them now, I feel. Um, yeah, less of them. There used to be heaps. I used to always want Chelsea players to get double footed. Yeah, I, I hated all of them. I hated, uh, I hated uh, big butt. Serbian. I hated fucking Diego name? Costa. Fucking Costa. Um, Did you hate what, Edin Dzeko? Hmm? Edin Dzeko? Oh, no, you hated, no, you no, hated no, Barjas. What's his name? The right back. Yeah, who was like the best right back in the world and then over the course of a season just played one season too many. He was, he was amazing. I can't remember his name at all, but he was a cunt. Yeah. Drogba. Drogba. Diego fucking Costa. Hated fucking hated that cunt. Costa. John Obi Mikel. Oh, I hated John Obi Mikel. I hated Michael Essien with a passion. Essien. Basically, that whole Mourinho team. So, the era, it's Mourinho. Everything. It's anything to do with Mourinho. So, who yeah, do we hate? Mourinho. Mourinho, just like you said last yeah. week. Even though he's. And got is that a nice segue into eat the most massive dick, you fucking Portuguese piece of shit? Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> We're not on this pod to talk that much about other teams, but suck my fucking cock, Mourinho, and suck my cock, Man U fans. You know, £450 million spent on your team in two years, and you go and hack it up 
against Huddersfield. Eat a dick yeah. and fuck off. And still complain that you didn't have the hundred million to spend yeah, on it. Eat a dick. I, I think I think Woodward. I think Woodward has looked at it and said you've had four hundred and fifty million pound champ. Yeah. Make it happen yeah. or fuck off. We'd yeah. rather give two hundred. We'll we'd rather it. give two hundred million pound to a new manager next year who's going to come in and play some kind of exciting football. Yeah, and not destroy the confidence of all the young players in the team. Yeah. Um. Next week, bum bum bum. West Ham. 12 a.m. kickoff on Sunday, so I'll probably watch that live because um, oh, yeah. it's, it's yep. not too late and Monday's my, my day off, my max day. Um, oh, Sunday night. Fuck that. Sunday yeah, night, okay. Monday morning. Uh, quick yeah. run through changes. Will I assume the back four are going to stay the same because we don't have anyone else. So I'm going to say check Mustafi, uh, Socrates, Bellerin, Monreal. Agree? I'd give Licksteiner a run. It's not about what you'd do. It's about what you think is going to happen. It'll happen. Okay. <laughs> You're calling for Licksteiner. I think Torreira yeah. will get his first start. I think he's due. So do I. I think Genduzi will play next to him. It's his shirt to lose. I think that Ozil is going to play off the right. I think that Ramsey is going to play out of the 10. And I think that we will start Lacazette and Aubameyang. Mm, I think I, I think West Ham are there to be got at. We're at home. We're going to appease yep. the fans. I'd be really surprised if we didn't go out and get at them. I was looking at their at their squad before, you know, and there's not a lot of. I mean, look, Fabianski, Adri- Adrian, in goal. Flappy Hansky's a, a much better keeper than when we let go of him, but he's not big. He's not dominant. I mean, take your pick out of this rabble. You know, Winston Reid, okay. Good player. Yeah, okay. Aaron Cresswell sort of came through for a while. I think he might still be injured. Pablo Zabaleta. Yeah, I, well, he hasn't, he hasn't started this season. Yeah, I mean, there was a time when he was pushing for an England spot. Mm. Um, you know, mm. you've got Pablo Zabaleta, you know. You know, he's not starting. A couple of guys who are new, who I don't even know. Issa Diop, Angelo Ogbonna. You know, I mean, defensively, but I'm just saying defensively, you know, we're not looking at a world-class defense here. And here's where it gets really thin, like really thin. Lanzini, Snodgrass, Noble, Wilshire, you know, Carlos Sanchez. There's not a lot in there that's really going to worry an Arsenal midfield. And that's why I think think this might be the game where Emery puts Mm. all of his assets on the pitch together and says, Mm. go show me what you can do. Go get at it. Yeah. You know, Lacazette, well, Obama look, Yang, Ramsey, Ozil. I think Mikatarian will go to the bench. I think he's he's yeah. played two games and he's going to rest. Here's a funny one. Andy Carroll, still at West Ham. Injured. But still at West Ham. You know, this guy was my great white hope. You know, he was mm. my, my, my battering ram. I think there was a time when we might have been... We might have been in for him or... Or oh, there was some linkage, but I, I was always a massive Carroll fan. Like Euro twenty, oh, whenever the fuck it was, twelve, yeah, fourteen, one of those. You know the bullet header from the edge of the box. Anyway, strikers you know. are Nautovic, Philippe Anderson, Andy Carroll injured. You know Chicharito, old and now has blonde hair. Um, Yarmolenko, Lucas Perez, um, Mikhail Antonio. 
you know, he's a good player. Yeah, too. but I agree. You're being very positive about West Ham, Toby. Mm. If I'm looking at players and I'm saying who's going to give us who's going to give us real problems, I I don't think they got a bad. Squad. I think they are I, fucking I think... relegation fodder. Mark my mark my words. This could be the year. This could be the year mm. that they go down. It, there just doesn't seem to be any sort of cohesive nature to the way no, the no, team's it's, it's, been it's just, picked. It's just the it's the it's the balance and the purchasing. You know, the, I think they've done that thing where your mate Josh is a, a big Hammers fan. How does he feel about Hammers? Do, do they think? Does he think that they're going through? That they're they're charging forward? Mm, I, I think he, he's he's realistic. Um, you know, I haven't heard him mention anything about relegation. Certainly not getting a coach like Pellegrini in, but, you know, their expenditure seems to be a bit sort of forward thinking and not sorting out the major problems in the team, you know, and, and a lot of it will depend on what Jack Wilshire can do. Well, how do you feel about, you know? how do you feel about Jackie's return? I don't know. I mean, Pellegrini was kind of talking about him being a deep-lying player, and, and I actually think that's where he'd be best these days. I don't know how mobile noble is mobile Um, noble you know to cover that space and we know jackie's a bit limited well they got run past last week the two of them as a two in midfield noble and wilshire the game just passed them by yeah 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 so i have a feeling that's where um you know our, our midfield isn't that strong either but um i have a feeling that's where you know we'll we'll get at them and then that gives us an opportunity to get there at their defense you know, so anyway, I, I think it's a bit of a banker for us. Quick score? I don't know. 2 1 to us. 4 1 to Arsenal. It all comes yeah. It all comes together for Arsenal, probably in a spurt yep. over a period of time. I think it could be tight, reasonably tight, and West Ham will go and put a foot in. And I think that we will, uh, the cream will rise to the top. That's yep, what I think. Agreed. That's what I think. I think I think four one to the Arsenal. I think it's a banker as yeah. well. Um yeah. potential lineup and formation changes to Arsenal. We've been through that. No need to cover that again. Social media watch. Anything you've read? Anything that you've thought was interesting this week? Uh, look, not really. I I've avoided all the clickbait and shit before this pod, you know, so it doesn't warp my perspective. So there no. Nothing, nothing too annoying. Uh, for me, there wasn't anything that stood out as anything that was sort of bankable. The Aaron Ramsey narrative chugs on. The Mesut mm, Ozil the, the narrative was out again this week, you know, and a lot of it's clickbait. I think I was saying to you today, this mm. this football London thing that's popped up is just shit house. It, it's just regurgitated crap on interesting news lines to get you to click. And I'm, I've, yeah. I've been pretty good at getting away from that stuff, so I think I'm gonna, uh, I think I'm gonna block mm. that and and not oh, listen well, to let, it let's anymore. Say there was a bit of a hatred. There was days. a bit of a hatred towards Mustafi still, and I'm all for bagging Mustafi because I reckon he's a bit of a cunt. But I thought that that narrative is, is a little bit played out at the moment as well. Um, mm. There seemed to be a bit around about Ramsey still wanting this big, big money and. I just don't think he's going to get it unless he... No, and, he, and he's not worth it. He's not I mean, he, it. he might be. I mean, if, if the thing is, if Ramsey wants that money, and by January, Ramsey scored eight goals, he's got five assists, yeah. 
and he's cemented his place in the team by January, I'd give him 250 yeah. grand. I'd say, you know what, yeah. son, you weren't that. This is your 250 like grand. I am not like giving him 300. Yeah. You know, there's no way in the world that Mesut Ozil money will never exist again. That was a panic buy. That was, we have to yeah. keep someone in this team who we can leverage playing with them against yeah. to bring in other players. Yeah. So yeah. I would like to see Ramsey focus less on goals and play more of a central midfielder like he was originally. And I actually think if he can do more of a defensive job like he used to, like back in the day, and I'm talking way back in the day, like in terms of when he partnered with um, Arteta, he could still be good. But whether or not he is too arrogant that he thinks he's beyond that now and he thinks he's a fucking Galactico. Because what we're seeing at the moment is that we don't have that much quality. It's about finding the defensive solution, which may be Torreira in the deepest role, and then finding that person that is the pivot to that. And I actually reckon that player should be Ramsey. Agreed. But will Ramsey do it? Will Ramsey no. play there and do his job? Can you see Ramsey doing what Genduzi has been doing and getting 11 interceptions? Four tackles. I think he's capable of it. Yeah, uh, but will he? Do? He's too much of a Galactico. He's too much of a Maverick. No, he's, he's been he's been fucking pandered to by Wenger for too long. Mm, the 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 saga continues. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Arsenal old boys. Uh, Theo Walcott scored one. Yeah. Set up one. Scored another that was disallowed and fluffed one. Love you, Theo. Yeah, um, and will be and will be straight in my fantasy this week because um, he's a streaky player, and God, you know, there's still part of me that thinks we're missing something since he's gone. We, you know, we, we we tend to forget, especially considering I watched this game and he pace, seems to have accepted that he's a winger. He got wide, yeah. he got chalk on his boots, he whipped his balls in, and I'll tell you what, mate, that run that Theo makes, that bent run yeah. between centre-back and left-back, when he times yeah. it and he takes that it's ball delicious. in his stride and you know he's got those three finishes. He's got open up yeah. the body and go near post. He's got yeah, cu- he's got cunted across the face and go yeah. far corner. The Theo finish. And he's got the dink. Yeah, the dink and the pile driver. You know, too. I just I fucking love him, and I couldn't yeah. help. I watched the the Everton game because I miss Theo. I, I, he's a player who I will try and watch as much as I can watch because I've basically watched him from junior, the whole way through, and I've always loved him. I love you, Theo. Mm. Come back sometime, buddy. Um, and I watched that game, and I thought that we could really use a player like Walcott. Mm. Well, I don't. I don't think Mkhitaryan is a lot better, personally. I think Walcott gets you more goals by the end of the year as well than Mkhitaryan does. If you're talking about a a wing forward chipping in 15 goals, I think a fit Walcott... And assists, yeah. Fitness was always an issue, though. We've got to factor that in. Yeah. Uh, Callum Chambers, another 90 minutes for Callum Chambers. I didn't watch the game, but I read the match report. He got a six from the guys at Fulham TV. I heard he had a mayor, yeah. Mm. Um, You heard he had a what? Which... A mayor, like a shit game. Oh, I didn't read that he had a shit game. I read that the defence as a whole didn't have a great game. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I still I still think it's it's pretty dumb the way we 
diminished ourselves by letting him go so late. And I, th- I think we've defensive. covered this. I think he must have pushed yeah. it. Uh, so, Toby, final thoughts? Anything you want to bring up? Anything you want to have a rant about before we sign off and say goodnight to the uh, listeners? Look, look, it's not a huge rant this week, but you know the the defender purchasing tactics or scheme or whatever the fuck we did or didn't do, you know, just it seems to be we're playing catch up, you know, and we and we didn't do a great job, and and you look at some of the defenders in the other teams in and around us and you know it's hard not to be jealous with that type of you know that type of quality there's a hundred million on our defense that could be spent with in the blink of an eye and we still wouldn't be good enough i mean you look at spurs you know i would love any of those players you know especially alderweireld um, you know, Eric Bailly for, for Man U, I know he's had a shit start, but, you know, he's good. Um, you know, City, they've got quality. I mean, fucking Liverpool with Van Dijk. I mean, holy fuck. You know, 85 there's some million serious players pound. there. Hey? 85 million pound. Yeah, I know, I know. But, um, you know, but this is this is the thing, Toby. It's... Either the money gets made available for the team because anything about... Mm. I read some shit like, oh, the financial fair play, Arsenal need to balance their books, their their wage packet is too high. If financial fair play exists, then Man City are not playing in the same realm, in the same ballpark, in the same universe. You know? So I, I think that's... I, I think it's a fucking crock of shit. And it's about revenue as well. So, you know, shirt sales and Well, Arsenal stuff, have so, a bigger you know. global revenue than fucking City have. Yeah, we still I, have a bigger global I, reach than what City yeah, have. I, I think that's probably diminishing Bollocks. a little I bit. I bet but you, yeah, I right. bet you, I... Nah, bullshit. Yeah. You know, globally, anyway. globally, there are more fans globally for Arsenal than what there are for City. That might change over the next yeah. couple of years, over the next 24 months, as Arsenal become more and more... Uh, not in the picture has has been yeah. absolutely you know my thing for the week is i just think that everyone needs to have a, a a bit of a good hard look at what their expectations are from emery what their expectations are from the team and how many transfer windows it's going to take for this team to start to look like something that resembles the manager because looking at that team yeah. run out there was one player who wasn't a venger player Two players who weren't Wenger yeah. players in the whole team. And that was Socrates yeah. and Genduzi. So, yeah. you know, anyone who's sort of judging Emery, Emery is playing chess with someone else's chess pieces. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay, so on that note, we have exhausted everything that we can save for tonight. I'm going to drink another beer and go to bed. Toby, thank you very much for being with me. I'll chat with you next week after our 4-1 smashing of West Ham. Mm. All right, look forward to it. Too easy, mate. All right, eat a dick. Good night. All right, see ya. Cunt face.